Hey, this is Dr. Priyanka Venugopal, and you're listening to Weight Loss for Unstoppable Moms, Episode 23, Badassery with Dr. Adrian Barchard. I have such a special episode for you today. I am talking with my unstoppable client, Dr. Adrienne Barchard, today on the podcast. She's going to be sharing her thoughts, her experiences, her stories, and really her journey from the time before she ever joined Unstoppable to what she created over the past six months. We are going to talk about how her experience being in the Unstoppable group literally touched every corner and crevice of her life. Before we get to the interview, I want to let you know that the Unstoppable Group is currently open for enrollment for just a few more days. This is an opportunity to really level up and lighten your life. If everything that we have been talking about on this podcast or even today's story and interview with Adrian speaks to you, I strongly encourage you to book a consult with me. You can head on over to the unstoppablemombrain.com forward slash group, and there will be a button there for you to book your call. On this consult call, you and I are going to talk about you, where you are in your journey, what the number on the scale is and why. And then we get to talk about how being in this group is going to help create permanent results for you on the scale. Okay, so let's get to my conversation with the lovely Adrienne, who just like you is a ninja working mom who knew she was really ready to do this work. She knew that she wanted coaching in her life and she knew that this was the room for her. Let's get to it. If you want to reach your ideal weight and create lightness for your body, you need to have simplicity, joy, and strategic decisions infused into your life. I'm a physician turned life and weight loss coach for ambitious working moms. I've lost over 60 pounds without counting points, calories, or crazy exercise plans. Most importantly, I feel calm and light on the scale and in my life. There's some delicious magic when you learn this work and the skills I'm going to be teaching you. Ready? Let's get to it. Hello, hello. This is Dr. Adrian Barchard. I'm going to have you introduce yourself in just a moment, but you are one of our like badass, unstoppable clients that have been in the Unstoppable group. And I cannot wait for today's conversation really to talk about what your experience was like, but also one of the reasons that you are literally my first client that I'm interviewing for this podcast is because I felt like I was sharing with you this before we even got on the call that you introduced the word badassery to this group. And I just love that. And I love you. So tell us all about you, Adrian, and tell us like, tell us everything. I'm so excited that the word badass became a frequent part of our (laughs) jargon. It did. Yeah. I'm so excited. Anyway. So yes, I'm Adrian. I am a veterinarian. I specialize in emergency critical care, veterinary medicine. So, and I'm a mom of two. I have a son who is 12 named Ian and a daughter who is nine named Joanna and an amazing, hardworking fellow veterinarian husband named Brent. And we've been married for 15 years. So yeah, I guess that's the short version, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember I was thinking back about our conversation today and the very first time you and I talked, which is, it's like, probably exactly six months, we talked on a consult call. And I still remember you came on the call and you were just like really excited. And you had heard me on a podcast and you came on the call saying, I almost 
drove off the road and I heard that you work with working moms and like, I want to do this work. You came in just so excited. What was that like for you that moment? And why do you think you got so excited about it? Like, tell us how it all started for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I had uh, worked with a coach before and I always just kind of felt like, man, there has to be a group of women who feel like I feel like we all could share what we are all experiencing, but also help ourselves to do better and get to where we want to be. And I can't be the only one who is just like craving this, but needs a little, like, I guess, guidance from coaching to help crystallize our thoughts into the best ones for us. So when I heard you on a podcast that fateful day, <laughs> it, yeah, I think you called it a fateful day. Yes. yes I was like, there it is. Oh my gosh. And um, yeah, I was like going to drive off the road. Cause I can't remember if I was trying to look at my phone to see your name or whatever, or figure out like how to find you. But yeah, I eventually tracked you down, found your website. And then that's how I found everything after that, found you after that. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was interesting because I even remember you were um, talking about your previous experience with coaching, which I remember you saying that it was helpful, but you wanted some more clarity. I think that that was the word you had even used even on our consult call. Like you wanted just a little bit more clarity around how it works, like how to really bring in the mindset piece to losing weight. And what do you think it was that made you think that Unstoppable would help you do that? I think... A big piece of it for me was that I had done coaching on a, in a one-on-one format mm-hmm. and the group coaching, you know, was something that I was really interested in and that you were offering. So I knew that that was for me. And I also noticed pretty quickly that your personal touch in your way of doing this coaching, it's a little bit softer, I guess I, I would say. And at first, I will be honest that I was a little bit like, I mean, I just kind of felt like I, I, I don't know if I'm being pushed, you know, like it needs to feel hard, you know, but then after I realized that I wouldn't treat anybody else that way necessarily, and that maybe I could kind of adopt some of those thoughts softer, you know, more like it's okay, you know, kind of. And that if I like took on some of that, it actually was really, really helpful. And for whatever reason, I was a little resistant to it early on because I'm just used to doing things like, oh, you know, you, you get through this and you do this and you're rushing through that and you're all the things. But, the, but incorporating a little bit of that like lightness, as you say, well, frequently was, was actually super helpful. Yeah. And you know, and I think what you're talking about is so commonly threaded through the working mom's brain that like really scoldy, strict, hustly vibe. And I will say, you know, even for me, it's taken me a very long time to uncover that voice because my voice in my own mind will sound on paper like, oh, that's not so harsh. I think that some of us have inner critics that are very overtly harsh, like go, 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 you better get it done, like work harder. I mean, like, listen, to get through school and to like graduate and then take care of patients and clients and do what we are doing which is like taking care of other lives, right? It's like one of those things where in some sense, I think we believe it's served us well, that like pushing us hard has served us well, or so we believe. And it can be kind of jarring to be like, wait, am I going to be pushed here? So I'm I'm just wondering for you, like, do you think that 
that piece of it, that part that wasn't jarring, that didn't feel harsh, how might that have opened something up for you that maybe you hadn't had before, before Unstoppable? It was just a sense of like, I'm okay. You know, I can't remember exactly what scenario that you were coaching me in our group coaching session. And you were just like, I remember, maybe I was nervous about something that we were talking about. Like I was discussing a scenario with you. I just remember you saying like, you know what? Of course you're nervous about it. Of course you are. I just remember you just saying like repeatedly, of course you are. You care about it. You know, you care about this thing we're talking about. It's natural to feel that way. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's so true. Like I was just acknowledging that it was okay. And that like acknowledgement and bringing my, you know, very normal response to whatever I was going through, I just felt so normal and so accepted. And I have really like used that so much since then, you know, every time I get nervous or whatever, I'm just like, of course you're nervous about it. You're passionately interested in this thing, whatever it is, you know, whatever meeting or anything, I just reassure myself that of course you're, there's butterflies. You're passionate about this thing. Yeah. I think, and you know, this, this might speak to kind of what you're saying. I think that sometimes what we do, and I've done this, I think that the women in the group have done this is we feel that nervousness, or maybe even like we have some kind of an uncomfortable emotional response. It could even be anger or frustration or overwhelm. And I think that what we do is when we have that emotional response, we've just been programmed to try to fix it or solve it or get away from it, enter overeating, right? Like, of course we eat then because we think we have to fix something. And what you and I have been talking about over the last six months is like, maybe those emotions just are coming to signal to us, like, we just really care. Like, we're frustrated about this. Like, I think we talked, especially for work, like, you know, like really standing up for what's right in the workplace or for yourself, like, we're frustrated because we care. And what if we could use that as fuel rather than like a weight on our shoulders that's holding us back, creating heaviness, burdening us? What if it was fuel? To really know that we care about to this. Fight against that emotion. Yeah. Feeling, you know, just yeah. Instead of fighting against it, just acknowledging it and telling yourself that it's normal and you're normal, and then just keep on with the badassery after that. <laughs> That's right. Right. And you know, I'm curious for you because I think that this is one of the pieces of the work that feels really ambiguous before anyone's ever been introduced to coaching, like when they're brand new. And like, wait, you are using coaching for weight loss, like how does that work? Don't you just have to count points and calories and measure food? And what we're talking about right now is like how this mindset and emotional piece of it is such an integral part of the process. Can you speak to how that part for you was so important compared to like what you've done before, which is all the things that we've we've all done? <laughs> all the things we all do. I came into this, you know, with the goal of weight loss, but probably like many people who have gone through coaching, it's not only the weight loss, you know? And yeah, maybe I'm going to get a little off the point of your question, but I think really integrating like all the methods about coaching into your existence, (laughs) you know, into who you are at, at your, at your place of employment, who you are as a parent and a spouse, as a friend, you know, it it really helps get you to the point where you can be like ready to lose weight because you're just in a different mind. You don't have to stuff down your emotions anymore, or you, you can, but you don't have to. 
So you can be like your authentic self and just like, you know, speak to other people in a way that feels authentic. And then you can hear what they're saying and, you know, weed out, oh, where you may have taken, you know, you may have taken these things personally in the past. And now it just becomes like a conversation. And yeah, so I think the weight loss is almost just like a natural result of being more authentic, more in touch with who you are. This is going to sound so silly, but it takes no effort really. Once you are doing the mind work, I mean, the weight loss is just like an automatic result. It's just a no brainer. Yes. I love that you said that because I think that so many women and especially working moms, I always say working moms are a unique flavor of badassery because of how much we're doing and how much we care about our work that we're so passionate about, about our kids and our families and our patients and our clients and everyone. We care so much. And I think that, you know, kind of speaking to your point, we kind of forget that our brain is the one thing that is touching every corner and crevice of our life that we care about. And it makes so much sense, right? When we just focus on that one part of ourselves, our brain and leveling up our awareness, which is what you and I talk about a lot over the last six months, like our awareness and really bringing in compassion and, you know, that gentleness into our like monologue, how that starts to literally filter down into every part of our life. We're just not going to have the need to overeat as much. Yeah. And, you know, there's been times where not that long ago where I had like a really hard day and I was so tired and I chose to get through that experience on on that particular day. I made it easy on myself by overeating. And I knew, and, and instead of beating myself up afterwards, I made the conscious choice and and I I'm even like hesitating telling this story. No, no, tell it. I want to hear it. it, But I made it as a conscious choice. I was like, what I'm going, what today is so hard, you know, and it, it, but it is a one-time event. It's not, this is, I'm going to get through this by, I'm going to let myself have these things that I know I would not you know, my brain needs this dopamine hit to get over this hump. Yeah. Like I need the cool ranch Doritos sometimes. Yeah. Right? Like it, it, it's like one of those, and we've talked about this before, how food is a coping mechanism that has worked for some of us. Many of us listen to this podcast. It has worked for decades. And so now we know it is one coping mechanism that works, that we know it, it can work very quickly, right? Like at a chemical level, we know it works very quickly, but at the same time, it has this outcome if we use this as a coping mechanism day in and day out again and again, we are going to have other outcomes that we may not love. So what do you think is the difference for you? How do you decide like that experience that you were just talking about that, you know what, I'm, I'm, I know I'm overeating. I can see that I'm doing it. I'm choosing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was different for you to do it this way than how you've done it before? Because I was out of town and I was still working as locum work out of town, doing shifts that I overnights that I don't normally do. I was so removed from my, like what I would consider more available options to cope and do my mind work. And my level of exhaustion was like a 10 out of 10. And I felt like, you know, when I'm rested and I'm myself, actually it was also kind of like an experiment. Like, let's just see if this works. 
And, you know, let's just let it be a thing. And I think the best part was, was I didn't beat myself up afterwards because in the past in, you know, diet mentality, that's what you do. You get back on that horse on Monday after eating all the things all weekend. And I was like, no, I'm allowing this. This feels like the best coping mechanism I have in front of me. And I'm not going to be upset about it. I just didn't have anything else at my disposal, it seems like, which could be just a thought. But yeah, and that's okay, right? Like, you know, if we wanted to, you know, use our brain to have managed, we could. And also, we don't have to always. And I'm just wondering for you, like, what do you think is the impact for you to be able to not beat yourself up to like you made a decision? It was very conscious, it was intentional. And then you didn't beat yourself up after that. Like, what do you think is the impact of that for you moving forward when it comes to permanently reaching your ideal weight, like permanently weight, like losing the weight? What do you think is the impact of not beating yourself up? Just feeling at peace with myself, like no more self-loathing. And I can, I feel like if I don't feel self-loathing, then I can be such a better mom, a better spouse, honestly, such a better person overall to everybody around me. I hope (laughs) like, how can you possibly share like joy with the world when you are walking around hating every fiber of your being? It just, it doesn't work. So it's just so important to like, correct, you know, correct the things internally where you're harming yourself with your own thoughts before you can really do everything you possibly can in this world. Like that we have so much potential as women that is being inhibited by a preoccupation with self-loathing. And like, sometimes I wonder like what women could have accomplished if they were free of self-loathing thoughts and a preoccupation with weight and appearance and doing what we're supposed to be doing, you know, as good little girls like, where could we be in society if we were free of all that bullshit? I just got chills with you saying that because I think one of the intentions that I always think about with Unstoppable and like with the group and with working moms is how can we, like our light is already very bright. Who we are is already complete and whole and perfect, but it's like we've put on this like covering or a facade that we think we need to present to the world of being hardworking and organized and like on it. You know, I remember I used to have patients come in my practice, like they'd come postpartum and, you know, they come for their like postpartum visit and they would say, oh, I forgot to do, I forgot to take care of this thing for my older kid, you know, new baby, forgot the permission slip for my kid getting on the bus, like mom brain. And they would refer to their mom brains as like, as though it is a like handicap, as though it is something that is holding them back. And that was, I mean, the whole reason that I even named this this group, the unstoppable group and the unstoppable mom brain is to just put that energy out into the universe that we all have a bright light and we've just been programmed. We've learned to live in this role that diminishes us, that dulls our light. And what if we just like wiped it clean and like let our inner bright light, which is already there, right? It's already there. It's already badass. What if we just created safety and capacity to let it out? Like how amazing could it be for us? I remember when I first heard the title of your coaching group and podcast that also contributed to me nearly wrecking my car. I was like, yes, that's it. That's what I need. 
<laughs> Badass all exactly. the way. Yes. Because I mean, that's truly what I felt was inside of me that I am unstoppable. Like I really wanted to feel like I could take on the world, you know, not just like have that as a thought. Like I wanted to like live that, you know, when you think about like the last six months and being in this group, in the unstoppable group with this intention of wanting to let that inner unstoppable self just out. How do you think that the group helped you do that or helped you like unleash what you know is already there? How do you think that the coaching and the group helped you do that? I just have the sense that it just made the world feel a little bit smaller, you know, like because people from, you know, my fellow moms, like from, I think we're all even from the same like East coast area, but, but even still, it just made me feel like, you know, where we, isn't that pretty neat that we all have literally the same thoughts and so much of the same struggles you know, even as women that are like pretty similar, but different in, you know, some obvious ways, like we live in, you know, we don't know each other, but I was just blown away constantly how we are literally all having the same thoughts that are in many ways holding us back and talking about it in a group just like brings so much, again, authenticity, like just legitimacy to the same struggles that we all have, that we're all just normal. (laughs) I think that that's actually where the badass like title came from. You actually commented, this was probably in our first or second coaching call. You commented on how the women in this room, and it's a very intimate room. And it felt like, even though we are all working moms, we are all like, there's some physicians, there's another veterinarian, there's professors, like there's a different, like a wide range of working moms in this room that we are all badass in our life. We're all like doing amazing things. And yet we are also here with the same struggles. And how is it that we can all allow ourselves the gift of letting the badassery in these other parts of our life also infiltrate how we treat ourselves, how we reach our big goals for ourselves and for our bodies? I I think we just have to acknowledge that we are such similar creatures, you know, and, um, and draw strength from that because there's just so much that we can accomplish and do if we can like let that, <laughs> that woman that we are inside of us. Yeah. I mean, this kind of like just to pivot a little bit, but this speaks to what you were saying. You came from a one-on-one coaching experience and you decided to do a group and it really spoke to you. And I, I think that this is an interesting point because what sometimes I think a lot of women feel is like they have this very personal, like they don't want to share in a group or they feel shy. I know that I'm especially someone that feels very shy at the very start. I call myself a social introvert. And I feel like, you know, once I get to know you, I feel so comfortable. But that initial feeling of shyness and what will other people think about what I'm saying and feeling open, what would you say about the dynamics of being in an intimate container like this where like we are all a badass and I'm just like, what are your thoughts about the, like being in a group specifically? If somebody said, I'm a little bit shy, <laughs> what would you say to them? It's still for you. I mean, I had some, you know, reservations like anybody would. And I found it, you know, pretty easy to open up. And there were some people in our group that were maybe like more naturally extroverted people, which I tend to gravitate to people like that because they get me out of my shell a little bit. But it worked so well. It works so well. And it was like a natural, like, 
progression for me to want to do group coaching, I guess. And I just loved it. I just loved, you know, we don't get to connect with other moms that much, right? Like we're all working hard. We're shuttling kids around. We're doing the things. So to like sit down for an hour and just like talk to some other people who are, you know, we have fundamentally some similarities with just really feels so comforting, you know? Yeah. And whenever I think about that, like initially having reservations or initially feeling shy, I always, for me, think about what is it that would create so much safety for me to feel ease and comfort in sharing? Because that is what this group is, right? So you can speak to this more, but like everybody gets coached that wants to get coached. Anyone that has a obstacle that they're working through, like we either address it on our live coaching calls or inside the written cafe, right? Like everybody's getting exactly what they need. What do you think it is that helps you go from that reservation to being like, you know what, I'm here. I'm going to get exactly what I came for, which is kind of what you did. I think for me, I just felt ready. And I knew that I was kind of really drawn to coaching. And I mean, and I had never heard of it until a couple of years ago. And I still am no expert. Like I'm not a co- I'm not a coach, but it had really like knocked my socks off in the little bit that I had, you know, wanted to, you know, a little bit of experience that I had with my other coach. So yeah. And I was just, I guess I just craved like the mom part of it. Like I was like, there's gotta be some fundamental piece of like, I need the mom aspect, the working mom aspect. Yeah. I mean, that's why you almost drove off the road. (laughs) That's because I think we like the, what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, you knew that coaching was really the piece that you wanted and you were willing to go all in on that experience, even though it felt like you had the reservations, you felt shy or you weren't sure it was like you knew the necessary piece, especially when you heard about there being something for working moms. Yeah. No, I, I knew I was ready. I was just looking for the right opportunity. And when I heard you on that podcast one day, I was like, oh, that's it. It does exist. That's <laughs> it. What do you think it is specifically? Because there are so many opportunities. There's so many coach, amazing, amazing coaching experiences that you could have chosen You could have decided to invest your time and your money in any coaching experience. What do you think it was about Unstoppable that you were like, that is the one for me? It was just the right interplay of like moms who were, I I really wanted to work with like professional working moms because that is how I saw myself. And I wanted to make sure that we were kind of all on the same page in a lot of ways with like how our careers were such a significant part of who we are. And that's not to say, you know, obviously there are other moms, but the, the, the career mom, I guess, was important to me so that I could really share. I, so, so you didn't have to like break the ice of like, oh, I'm into my career, but I also like my family. Like some people that's a foreign, you know, the concept of, being a mom, but, you know, maybe not necessarily working is, you know, not part of who they are. But so I wanted to just go into it with like people who that was like all a given, you know, like, like career and family is like, the you know, what we do. And you could have space to love all of it, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that was one of my my other big thing. And I remember asking you like that, right off the bat, I was like, you know, I want to make sure that like, you know, the things that I'm talking about are going to be received in a way that like people are going to get it, you know? 
And I think that that's part of, you know, why I, I say this often, like I, I think of the working mom brain as just having a unique life's experience that is really something that there's value in addressing in a very specific and very like intimate container. And it's not to say that one is better or worse or, and this is not even about like working moms or not working moms. It's just that the life experience of being a working mom is unique. And I think that having what I call a very loving and safe space to be able to just say it all, which we do in this room, we just say it all. And like, Knowing that we can have agency in that. We can come in with our life's experience, loving our work, loving our kids, and also knowing that sometimes it's creating a lot of drama for us. And there's a coach that gets that for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was so what I was looking for. And I am so thankful. That's so good. That's so good. You, I remember one of the things you said at the very start that literally I made a note of it that I wanted to ask you about. It was, I think, in our very first evaluation form. So for those of you that are listening, we do like regular evaluations where we check in on progress on the scale and again, like other parts of our life. And you said something around your goal, which was, I want to take this slow. I want to take this slow. I'm not in a rush. Like you literally talked about slowing yourself down and the sense that I got from you was that you just felt so abundant in being able to do that. So what would you say to those working moms? And this is so common. They're in a rush. They're feeling the hustle. They want to like squeeze in like every little bit. They're in a rush, right? What would you say to them? How do you think you got yourself to that point? Because I think it is so valuable. I think that to learn some new valuable habits it takes time for most or many people to make the habit just not even a habit anymore, just part of your existence. And to just like recreate the ways that you have thought it takes time and you know, just like reintegrating like a whole new, you know, system of being, it just cannot be flipped in a short time. So I mean, you know, you can not eat, you can, you know, not eat for five days and lose 10 pounds or 12 pounds or something, you know, I don't even know. But if you go back to, eat, you know, it's just not lasting. It's not an effectual way of being. So in my mind, I was very comfortable with the thought of like, there is nothing to rush. I knew that it took me years to gain the weight that I had gained. And so to expect a change to happen in a short time was like kind of ludicrous. I mean, why would I, you know, almost, it's almost harmful to try to, you know, you can't fix the mind space that created that weight gain, you know, by snapping your fingers. Exactly. Yeah. I just love that. And, and I think that what was so fascinating is because I think you didn't add that extra layer of pressure. Like I have to like hustle and like lose weight quickly you hit your goals. Like you were like, I want to like take this slow and you like set your intention. And then you were like hitting your intention. Like you were hitting exactly what you said you were going to do and creating this like permanent change. It honestly wasn't even until the end where I knew at the end of our six months that I realized I was actually exactly how exactly I, what you had said at the very I, I start. Had no idea that, that was I know. Something. I had to point that out. I was like, do you know, this is exactly what you had. I did like, not. 
I mean, and I guess like some people would want to celebrate, you know, losing 80 pounds or 50 pounds. But for me, losing 12 pounds in six months was actually what I had set myself up for. That was your goal. Yeah. And and I've gotten, you know, like there's 12 pounds, but there's also like the person who I've become, you know, this better version of myself. You can't measure that on a scale. (laughs) You cannot. You can just feel it, right? And I think this is like what we've been talking about so much in the group is we think when we lose the weight, then we're going to feel better. And what you and I have really been talking about is like, what if we got to start feeling better along the way, along the journey? What if we got to feel more powerful and like having more agency and unstoppable? What if we got to do that along the way? Even if it slowed the weight loss down, that's okay. But it's so permanent and you come out the other side with just this grounded knowing. I think that really is the part that people, you know, who, oh, like when people ask me like how I've lost weight or, oh, you look different, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, it's coaching. It is dealing with my emotional eating. And I tell people all about it, like very forthcomingly. (laughs) Right. And you know, and I want to just take that back to you. Like it's coaching, but it's also you. It's coaching, but you created that. And I want to like give you the recognition for that. I think we all should take on the recognition of how you've created your results. And yes, the coaching container, of course, is like what, as you were saying, like crystallizes your thoughts and brings clarity to what's actually just like a mindset piece that we can work through. But you showed up and you created that for yourself. Yes, I suppose that's true. It is true. I just feel like it's my responsibility to just like spread the word, you know, like, cause then if one person hears it, they get excited about it too. Like, cause we just are never told that this like thoughts, like no one realizes that you can control them. <laughs> no one tells you that. <laughs> no one tells. And I would also say like, no one tells us that we can actually choose what we think. And also I think that you know, I know for, for, for decades, I would think things, and I just assumed that they were just facts because they're in my brain rather than like having a coach point out like, so wait, like, wait, why, why do you think that? Or what's oh, going on? I distinctly on? remember you telling me, I don't know what rabbit hole I was down. Yes. And you were like, wait a minute, you're worked up about a scenario and you don't even know that that is a fact or I, you know, I don't remember your exact words, but it was like something I was really upset and worried about that there was no evidence at all that it was going to be a reality. We were talking about work and something coming up in the future. And so you had just started thinking about and ruminating and worrying about how something might go. Yes, that I refer to as the rabbit hole now. When you go down the rabbit hole and you're sure that it's going to happen and it's all going to be bad. And you were like, just, you're so, you know, and in my mind, I, you know, because we just believe our thoughts, right? Or I was believing all those thoughts. I was really worked up about it. And then I, you know, and thanks to that coaching session, I was like, oh, oh, I'm doing that thing that I have done. And you don't have to do, I don't have to do that. We don't have to do, that's all it is, right? We can just be like, oh, I think the first step is like getting so aware. Wait a second. That was just a, oh, okay. That's just that thing I do. And I don't have to do that anymore. I could. Oh, it's so helpful. What a relief and to realize that you don't have, and you know, even still now when I do that, you know, like I think people probably naturally have those worries that come in and then you go down that rabbit hole or, you know, but once you realize what it is, 
And you can just be like, there's that thing. There's that vigilant little lizard brain who's trying to look around every corner and then getting worried about what's around every corner. Good job, lizard brain. I'm not going to get eaten in the cave if I go in that cave. Oh, okay. I see what we're doing here. Oh, I don't have to do that. Got it. (laughs) You know, what you're talking about is like really steering your brain on purpose or what I like to say, giving your brain direction on purpose, like catching that old pattern, that old programming, like noticing and then giving yourself direction. But I think that also a lot of working moms feel uncomfortable at change. And this was the other thing that you said that really just like, I'm so fascinated about. It was again, early on, you said, I think it was in a, in a coaching call, like, I have no problem with change. Like You were like, you said it, and I loved how you owned it because so many women feel like a little uncomfortable at change because familiarity feels safe. So what would you say to someone that knows like familiar, even overeating is familiar, right? Like these old ways are familiar. What would you say to them about change and like inspiring that for them? Well, I think it's just accepting change is a key to getting what you want and where you want to be. And so I just find that to be very accepting. And it's not that it's easy. It's not easy. But if you want something else, you just, you kind of have to do the things like you just have to step into it. And being afraid of it, it's not super helpful. You've got to call it something else. Just like kind of embrace like the hairiness and the learning experience, like really that comes into it, you know, like for me, like, oh, I'm just going to overread on that, like that specific occasion. And then, you know, because I was doing something different, I was in a different scenario, like just embrace it. It's just like a one-time thing. I'm just putting food in my mouth and I'm going to get a dopamine hit on it. And like, now I'm just going to like move on and it's change isn't easy, but if you refocus to what you can learn from it and like, it's getting you where you want to be. Yeah. And I think we've talked about like, you know, to create different results in our life, we have to be different. We have to think differently. We have to show up differently. And I think that what we get to do inside any coaching container is like, how do we create an environment and teach tools that are simple to do this work, right? So it's not always easy, but it also doesn't have to be too hard, right? Like we can, and I think that we've, we've talked about this before in the group, like when we tell ourselves something is too hard, we make it too hard rather than like, what if it's not easy all the time? And so what? That's my favorite, right? So what? And so you're a badass working mom. Like, let's go. You've done this in so many other areas of our life. And now we get to do it with this. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like one of the other things that you had mentioned at the very start was you wanted more clarity, right? Like you wanted this group, you wanted to really like understand like with more specific details, like the mindset piece and have like, you wanted more direction. I remember that was one of the things you had said on the consult. And I know for me, like, especially when you get in the group, you know, you get a plethora of resources with the library and then the coaching cafe and then our our live calls. What would you say was your experience of the tools that you learned in our calls, in our workshops? Like, what would you say that, like, did it bring clarity for you when it came to reaching your, losing the weight? Yeah, it it definitely did. I think 
different people learn in different ways. And I know myself to be a very visual learner, you know, and I was super excited when I signed up and I got the welcome kit in the mail and it was complete with a book. And that I'm very much a book learner. As I think many working moms are, right? Like we like our our manuals and our books and yeah. So I was pretty excited about that because I could sit down with it and just like kind of get engrossed in it. So that was very important for me. I also really loved, you know, having the opportunity to talk on on Slack and just any hour of the day, just like release my, I need help into the world. Like this is what's going on. Release that into the world. I, I think honestly, that's going to be what I, now that our coaching session is, has come to a close our six months. I think I'm going to miss that a lot. I remember even once like you had written, I think it was you that you had written down like a, a, a thought, like download on Slack to get coaching. And by the end of it, you were almost like, I think I actually kind of figured this out for myself. Like you almost just like the act of writing and having written coaching. Well, I mean, I think written coaching is so valuable when we really lean into it because you start to uncover your own brain, your own thoughts. Yeah, it's so important. And and I and I love the the little metaphor that you use of just like flossing your brain. Yes. We floss our teeth and we like use soap for our bodies, but we think that cleaning out our brain, investing in our brain should be like a one-time thing. And it doesn't have to be, right? It doesn't have to be. It shouldn't be. It's funny how when you do written coaching, you'll have things that come up that you realize to write down that there are thoughts that have literally been just below the surface of your consciousness for decades. I mean, there there are things that I, I'm, and then I'll be like, I can't believe that it was a thought that I actually believed without even knowing it existed. And without ever acknowledging that thought, it was truth. And then I just would be like, wow, I just, how do you walk around not knowing that you can dig that stuff out of your head? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm curious for you, because I know we've, this is the other thing we were talking a lot about in the group is that working moms, especially because we're so used to our taking care of our kids and taking care of work, and we're not used to prioritizing and investing in ourselves. This was a big topic. It was like the very one of our very first conversations, like the how we feel about investing our own time and our own money in ourselves. I know you felt that before, but what do you think it was that finally compelled you to be like, you know what? Yes, I'm going to invest in myself and like reap the benefits of that then. I think I just had total buy-in with the, you know, thought or concept of putting myself first and then everything kind of radiates out of that. And I fully believed that I would benefit in every way from doing coaching and grow so much and be able to just, I mean, it's, you can advocate for yourself in a positive, you know, so it's that like, I, so I think taking on, you know, accepting that, yes, like there will be some financial commitment here, but then like, that is a small part of like what the big picture here is about getting coached really what you can accomplish, you know, after you've been coached and you've been given that, that opportunity. So to me, it was like a stepping stone. And I was like, Oh, Oh my God. 
Oh my God. And I would, I would just like lay awake at night, like before committing, you know, to, to like worrying about like, you know, the financial piece and like, is this the right time for me to do this? And like, you know, and we talked about that too, right? We talked about like, you know, there's money that we invest that we spend money on vacations. We put money in the bank or we could invest in our brain, which will to me, this is like what, the reason I keep investing in coaching is because I think of our brains, obviously, as our number one commodity that will always give us a return. Always. It's so true. I mean, and I think as, you know, educated women, I guess I've always thought of like my brain is I've already invested my brain in my education, right? Like, so why would I struggle to decide if this was the right idea or not, you know? And I feel really fortunate that it's, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful that it helped me navigate like so many big things in my life recently, like career wise, and, and that it'll, I will continue to like draw on the things that I've learned in coaching to, you know, if this, you know, maybe the right answer isn't right here in front of me and I will, you know, look, keep looking for the right answer. And, but I will navigate it from a place of like, what's the best thing for me and like drama free, like authentic, you know, best thing for me and my family. Yeah. And like seeing yourself as a badass and like having your own back. Yeah. Right. Like I think that that's, that's a big piece of it and you can have a fall or fail. You can overeat one night. You might not get the job promotion. Somebody might say something to you and you might feel like crap. Absolutely. And what if we could hold ourselves with so much love and like, listen, we've got you, you're okay, to get back up again with so much more ease. I know for sure, I still have all the same drama, triumphs, tribulations, like, ah, fears, you know, normal stuff. Yes, you're still Adrian. Yeah, it's still all the same, you know, going on around me. And, you know, it's still the stuff that's going on in my head. It's just that I realize that I don't have to believe certain things that go through my head, you know, and sometimes certain things take a little longer than others to kind of come to fruition and to realize what I really need to do with certain thoughts. But it's just like, I have those tools now, you know, whereas before it was just like the unmanaged mind. (laughs) I'm just curious, like just to kind of wrap up, if you think about that working mom who's listening to this podcast episode, she's hearing your story And she knows that she's just ready to lose the weight. She's ready to get there. She wants to do it in a way that feels simple and forever, like in the real way. And she just is trying to decide whether this is for her, whether unstoppable is for her. What would you tell her? Oh, I would tell her this is the right move. It's so much about weight loss, but yet so not only about weight loss. I mean, you will be so forever happy with the decision to get coached, you know, in in the end with a fellow group of unstoppable moms. Like it will, I mean, I don't want to go corny, but it'll change your life. Listen, let's go corny. (laughs) Yes. I love corny. My life has been changed and I'm so grateful. And I feel like I've definitely been one to share, you know, what you do here with other moms so that we can, you know, get the word out and and people can um, know that this opportunity exists. So I would just encourage anyone who's considering to just do it. Yeah. 
Oh, Adrian, I love that. First of all, I appreciate you so much. And I love you so much for coming on here and sharing your thoughts and your perspectives. And, you know, we went down the road of where you were before and like how you really navigated this experience. And I really loved how much badassery you brought for yourself. And I, I kind of, this is just a sense I get, tell me if this feels true, for you to see yourself as the badassery. I think that what, you, what we were doing at the beginning is like, oh, this is a group of women who are badasses, but then like also seeing yourself as also that, which I just acknowledge and I appreciate so, so much. I think so many women will be inspired by that. Wow. Thank you for those lovely words. <laughs> to be bad. Just, just lovely. so amazing. No, I absolutely love it. And thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. What a treat. It's been amazing. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Dr. Adrienne Barchard. She is truly just amazing. And her story is not unlike many of the stories of my unstoppable clients. Living in a lighter body happens at the same time as learning how to live a lighter life in your mind. And that is exactly what we do inside the Unstoppable Group. We are open for enrollment for four more days and spots are limited. So make sure that you head on over to the unstoppablemombrain.com forward slash group to book your consult call with me. Let's discover if you and this room are going to be a best fit for each other. I cannot wait to talk with you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Weight Loss for Unstoppable Moms. It's been an honor spending this time with you and your brilliant brain. If you want more information or resources from the show, visit theunstoppablemombrain.com.